It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike taking you up until 7 o'clock today on the Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting. 6.06 on the clock on this 14th day of May and 69 degrees and mostly cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. Again, the Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting and uh, still flying solo. Joey's out, and I heard that he's out watching the Baltimore Orioles game. Why he would want to go out and watch the Orioles live, I don't know. But, hey, it's a, uh, it's got to be a good time. And also good news because the Cincinnati Reds said full capacity coming up at June 2nd. So when the state opens up, the Reds will be full capacity. And I think that bodes well for the rest of the future uh, moving forward uh, for the rest of the, uh, well, I mean, the, rest of the pandemic, right? If the Reds are going full capacity, that means that Cincinnati is going to go full capacity, as in the the Bengals. Uh, That means the Indians will will probably be going full capacity as well as the other sporting teams, including locally here in Peden Stadium and and at uh, Convocation Center. So it should bode well for the rest uh, that the Cincinnati Reds, again, that will uh, will be full capacity on June 2nd. And whether or not you need to see or submit a vaccination card, because somebody asked me that a little bit earlier, and I, I, to tell you the truth, uh, I didn't see where they would have to require a vaccination card, but I think that the state of Ohio, according to Governor DeWine at that time on the 2nd, uh, as will have reached that vaccination point, that percentage that they want people to be vaccinated at, and then uh, you won't have to submit you know, a, a vaccine card to get into a game, or you won't have to you know, prove that you're vaccinated, because if all the health mandates are disappearing... On June 2nd, it can get into the games, right? I mean, that's what makes sense to me, and and that's what I believe. And, uh, you know, when somebody asked me that, it's like, huh, I I didn't think about it. But then if I think about it a little bit more, uh, you know, if all the mandates are going to go by the wayside on the 2nd, then that should mean that uh, everything is going by the wayside. Again, allowing everybody into the stadiums, allowing everybody to to be able to be there, and uh, that, that should bode well. Uh, again, with the health mandates stopping on June 2nd. So full capacity for the Reds, full capacity again for the Bengals, and the Bengals you know, releasing their schedule not too long ago. And joining the sports fan right now, Troy Bolin uh, joining us on the sports fan. Troy, it's been a while since you've been on the sports fan. How you been? Uh, pretty good. What, what, were you, what were you talking about? Some, um, some mass mandates being lifted? I like that. I like the sound of that. Well, yeah, on June, if you didn't catch it, the mask mandate in Governor Wine had some kind of press release yesterday uh, saying that the mask mandate should end within the next three weeks, I think 19 days uh, to the date. But June 2nd, uh, everything in the state of Ohio was going to go back to full capacity. Yeah, I wonder where they pulled that date out. Why not today? What's the difference in today and June 2nd? But, hey, I'll take it. And uh, I think if I was in the red, though, you know, I wouldn't be worried about the mask mandate or the full capacity because... I don't even know how much that's going to help them because nobody was going to the game last year, two years ago, or three years ago. I think they got an attendance problem that goes beyond the mask mandate, but that's a, a different conversation for a different day. Oh, yeah, but uh, I think there was a lot of hype for the Cincinnati Reds last year. I think people would have went to the ballpark if they were going to be allowed to. Again, it was a 60-game season. I, I just think that it would have been, uh, you know, there would have been, I think, more fans than normal Uh than in recent history than what I think that you think it is. Yeah, possibly. Um, my issue with baseball actually goes beyond that. It's it's the fact that, and I know we're going to talk Bengals here real quick, but I'm going to throw my two cents on my opinion on baseball attendance and the whole thing. When Mike Trout makes 80-some thousand dollars to walk to the plate, whether he strikes out, walks, gets a hit, and player salaries that have increase the price of a ticket for a game so far to the point where just an average Joe cannot go is my issue with baseball. And the reason I will not pay $102 to sit down the third baseline to go watch the Cincinnati Reds because I feel like 
player salaries have gotten completely ridiculous to the point where it hurts the fans. And until they rein that in some way, somehow, whether they go the NFL route with a salary cap or perhaps the NBA's uh, how they do it, um, I will have a problem with baseball. I'm not going to pay that amount of money so a guy can walk to the plate and make $70,000 to strike out. I mean, that's, that's what he makes to walk to the plate. Dugout, plate, stay in the batter's box, take three pitches, walk back to the dugout. I think it was actually $47,000. He'll make $47,000, more than a teacher, more than a skilled worker, more than a lot of people. That bothers me. And until they change that, you will not catch me paying that kind of money to go watch a game live. Um, so completely different situation, off topic, but that's my two cents on that. Now, I wonder if it's cheaper out in Baltimore because uh, Joey's out watching that game live with the O's. And I don't know who the Orioles are playing. I, I, I could check that up uh, pretty soon. But uh, Baltimore and uh, New York, I mean, that has to be a pretty ticket, right? Um, I would assume so. I mean, you can't go into a baseball park without paying just an absurd amount of money. You know, Baltimore's not a very good team. Maybe they, <laughs> they have some seats that are relatively low. But, you know, just the overall issue with Major League Baseball, it's, it's, it's uh, league-wide. And... Uh, it just it bothers me. And the salary cap thing bothers me on a number of different fronts, not just that. The fact that the Los Angeles Dodgers combined to a World Series team and Cincinnati cannot has always bothered me a little bit. <clears throat> Being a, a fan of a small market team, I feel like the, the deck is stacked against us. It's an unfair you know, advantage to teams uh, that have the money, the funds to buy players, whereas small market teams do not. So the whole thing is beyond even tickets for me, and it's just it just rubs me the wrong way. Hopefully they figure out something, figure out something to do. I think low attendance and low revenue and, and perhaps even lower TV ratings could, could force their hand a little bit and maybe figure out a solution to get fans back to the park, to get people interested in their sport again. But I feel like they, year by year, season by season, they continue to fall down the realm of importance in the sports world. Whereas baseball used to be the number one sport in this country. It's America's pastime. At one time, it was king, and now it is, I would say, third behind NBA, NFL. And if they're not careful, they could fall behind the NHL, believe it or not, if they don't figure something out. Yeah, well, let's hope uh, baseball does figure something out. And, and of course, you know, stars like Mike Trout and uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and others are bringing a little bit of an extra flair to the game that, that you know, only gets Reds players uh, suspended for a couple games, but if somebody else besides Castellanos flexes on home plate, uh, they, they will, uh, you know, they'll allow that. But Castellanos showing emotion, now you got to suspend him for three games or whatever it was. Uh, something <laughs> something stupid. I, I don't know. I, I was upset about it at the time, but um, and, and the Reds are holding water, too. I mean, the Reds are 17-18 and 18 right now, lost to the Rockies last night, 13-8, to 8, and we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. But um, with the schedule released by the NFL, Right, and the the Cincinnati Bengals do not have an easy schedule by any stretch of the means. They've got Kansas City, they've got the Browns. Uh, of course, you're going to have the Browns twice on the uh, on the roster on the schedule. But um, you know, it's a pretty difficult schedule for year two of uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah, the last article I read, they said the Bengals had the fifth hardest schedule in the NFL. Uh, which is kind of hard to swallow because they're a four-win football team. Uh, but it is what it is. You can't control how good your conference is. And, um, you know, the AFC North is very difficult. You got two versus Baltimore, two versus Pittsburgh, two versus Cleveland. And you got Pat Mahomes. You got Aaron Rodgers, what we think of Aaron Rodgers, uh, visiting Paul Brown. I mean, that's, that's eight games. Just that, on, that alone. The 49ers are also very good. There's a lot of, a lot of good teams. There's also some winnable games uh, on the schedule, but um, very difficult. It's going to be a very difficult season, and but it is the NFL, and everybody's everybody's good, and you could you could theoretically beat anybody on any given Sunday. So, and it's so unpredictable going into each year. Uh, teams you think aren't going to be that good end up being good. Teams you think are going to be great don't end up being that great. That's how it's always been. That's what makes the NFL great, by the way. <laughs> so um, I always kind of take those things with a grain of salt and just start to watch the season as it plays out. Uh, you think, you know, think Jacksonville is a pencil win. You got people out there that are looking at the over under in Vegas, which is 6.5. 
and they're trying to figure out, well, this is a win, and that's a win, and we could get there hit this way. And the reason Vegas makes so much money is because what they're penciling in is, is not a given, and it's not um, a for sure thing. Jacksonville could be a very good football team. Jacksonville could be a very bad football football team. Jacksonville could show up at Paul Brown and play great, or they could show up at Paul Brown and play terrible. So there's just so many factors that go into um, determining, you know, how successful a team will be uh, before the season starts. And uh, it's the same thing with Cincinnati. I, I see wins on there, but I just would be kind of just uh, going back on everything I just said if I was to say, well, yeah, I think we'll get to eight or nine wins. Truthfully, nobody knows. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that eight or nine wins is attainable. And if you were to ask me, that's what I think they can do. But so many factors go into it. Nobody really knows, including me. Well, and, of course, I, I saw Matt Frazee also responded to you on Facebook when you put out the eight to nine wins for Cincinnati this, this upcoming football season. And Frazee said he couldn't even get to six. So you're a little <laughs> bit more optimistic about this upcoming season for the Bengals than uh, maybe Matt Frazee is. Yeah, well, that just comes if you're a glasses half full, glasses half empty <laughs> type person. I'm a half full kind of guy, uh, so I have some optimism. But I, I like the things they did. I think they improved as a football team. And if you go back and watch how well they played when Joe was under center, I mean, they were they were so close to winning those games. Uh, he played, and there was what four or five games divided by, decided by, you know, five, six, seven points or less. Uh, they were in those games. He was just a rookie quarterback playing in the NFL for the first time, and he didn't have a very good line. They had a lot of injuries. I think they started 10 different units up front in the trenches on the line, so there was a lot of a lot of turnover there. They had a lot of issues last year, and even at the same time when he was under center, they were still in those games. They did a lot of improvements in the offseason, uh, signing the tackle for Minnesota. They did okay in the draft. So they, they, they improved their team, not to mention Joe, hopefully, be back week one, be healthy to play football. And so I think they're a better football team. And really the question is, are the teams on their schedule better football teams? And that's really the unknown at that point. Uh, so, I mean, you know what Mahomes is going to bring to the table in the Kansas City Chiefs. You're pretty sure what Green Bay is going to come in with. Very good football team, one of the best in, in the NFC. You know Cleveland's going to be very, very good. Baltimore's defense is great. You got Lamar Jackson. I think Pittsburgh could be a winnable game. I think they could split with Pittsburgh. That's just a division, and that's how hard it is. So, so many things. And really, you're throwing out one key factor I am, and that's injuries. Injuries is the number one question mark when it comes to betting or predicting because injuries themselves are unpredictable and can change the dynamic of a team literally overnight, right? Right. So Matt, Matt's saying, well, we, we, we might not be able to get the six wins. Well, what happens when Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson was to tear up his knee in week one? Does Baltimore now become a win on your schedule? What happens if Aaron Rodgers gets concussed on the first play of the Green Bay game? What happens if your own running back? What, what, what happens if Joe Mixon gets hurt? What, what happens if Joe gets hurt? Injuries tilt that over-under dramatically they can change the whole dynamic of a season for not only your team but the team you're playing that's why nailing down a predicting number on a season is just impossible it's really it's a gamble of course that's what you're doing anyway with the six and a half you're gambling but it really is a true gamble because of the unpredictability of teams and then ultimately injuries as you get into the season and the couple interesting games here right off the bat obviously you got pittsburgh week three uh, I'm interested in the September 19th game at Chicago. Will it be Andy Dalton, who's the starting card, uh, quarterback, or is it going to be Justin Fields? Uh, and then, of course, Minnesota, you got the LSU reunion between uh, Jefferson, Chase, and, and Joe Burrow, but right off the bat. And then top four teams, right? You got Jacksonville, where you don't know what you're going to get out of you know, the quote-unquote generational talent in, uh, in uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, but and Urban Meyer, right? So, I mean... It, couple interesting games off the bat for, for Cincinnati. Uh, but that, that Chicago game, I'm interested to see, you know, who starts a quarterback. Is it going to be the veteran Dalton, or is it going to be, uh, you know, the, the rookie in Justin Fields? And if it's Fields, you know, what is that team going to look like? Yeah, the great thing about sports writers on that one, and, and 
sports analyst is you're going to get a story either way. Uh, because Andy Dalton brings a story facing his old team, which, I don't know, he played for since, or Dallas last year, and that wasn't a huge deal storyline-wise. But it was late in the season, right? And there wasn't much to play for, and it was kind of a ho-hum game. This will be earlier in the season, so an Andy Dalton versus the Bengals would be a storyline. But, you know, Justin Fields being an Ohio State guy, Joe Burrow being an Ohio guy, Joe Burrow being at Ohio State, you know, you got that little dynamic to, to play upon. So that game has interest. I love the Jacksonville angle of Urban Meyer because Joe Burrow, I know, wants nothing more than to probably beat Urban Meyer. And I think Joe would have welcomed LSU-Ohio State, although that would have been a Ryan Day-Ohio State team, but it was still the team in Ohio State that he left. But really, it was Urban Meyer that was the, the center point of all that that went down when he left Ohio State to go to LSU. So the Urban Meyer... Jacksonville Bengals game, I think, is just fascinating. It's Thursday night, which is cool. You get that early game right before Sunday. So that's got a lot of cool storylines. Yeah, you're right. Early in the season, man, that's going to be neat. Minnesota, it's the season opener, so that comes with its own loaded storylines. But to have Jefferson on one side, Jamar on the other, Joe. Of course, you got, hope we hope, maybe Moss in there as well. Right. Defensive tackle they drafted. A lot of LSU guys on the field. That'll be kind of cool. Uh, Jamar Chase's first game, Jamar's first game in two years. People kind of discount that. Like, I know he's a super talented kid, but he hasn't played a meaningful snap in two years. That's a long time to go without playing a football game. So, but he'll obviously want to upstage his buddy, Justin Jefferson. They're all three very good friends. So, yeah, that, that game's got cool storylines. Even though it's a season opener, you don't need a storyline for the season opener. My goodness. So, yeah, man, that early part of the season is cool. And then you get into the you know, Browns-Bengals rivalry, Browns or Bengals-Steelers rivalry. It's a, the NFL is great. There's nothing better than the NFL. It's just it's always loaded with everything. It's, it's so fun. And, of course, it comes at a time when you have college football and high school football all intertwined at one time. It's like, it's like the best time of the year, Connor. It's not even close. There's nothing that compares to football season. Yeah, yeah, nothing like it. And, uh, you know, sticking with Jacksonville just for a second here, uh, what's your take on Tim Tebow shifting from quarterback to now tight ends playing for his former coach and uh, you know, kind of a, a part of that Jacksonville Jaguar team? I mean, Tim Tebow steps away from football, pursues a minor league baseball career, and now he's back in, in the NFL with as a tight end. I mean, this guy just doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's, it's an incredibly interesting story. But I would love to see it succeed uh, because stories like that are great to talk about they're great to witness and honestly people thought that that would be his best position coming out uh, they wanted to give him the opportunity to play quarterback but experts knew that he didn't have what it took and they were right uh, he just didn't have the arm strength and some other things that that make you an NFL quarterback and they were all correct even though he did win some games with Denver even a playoff game but he should have moved to tight end the next year and play tight end in his career, or fullback. Of course, we don't run fullbacks much anymore, so that wouldn't be a very good spot for him. But the, the X-back, the tight end spot, he could have done that. He could have done that the year after, or maybe a couple years after he found out or realized he wasn't going to make it as an NFL quarterback because the one position on the field that you can make the transformation to without being into football or even a football player is the tight end position. We literally had basketball players that have never played football be great tight ends in the NFL. Like Antonio Gates, Connor, was a basketball player. He played for in the MAC, I believe, right? Kent State or was it Akron? One of the two? I think Kent State. Yeah, Kent State, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Antonio Gates was a basketball player. So it is a position that you can go into and possibly succeed. I'd love to see it just because I like cool stories. I like seeing old guys, too. I mean, Tim's getting up there in age. He's able to go out there and succeed and switch positions. That's a great story. Yeah. I hope he does good. I still hope he doesn't do good against Cincinnati. <laughs> right. I would love it to see if, uh, you know, he, he transitions from tight end back to quarterback. I mean, could, could it be, uh, you know, the Wildcat offense? Does Urban Meyer try to put his guy back at quarterback, or is Trevor Lawrence now his guy? I mean, does he you uh, go with the Trevor Clemson Lawrence, guy? <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not. That's not even a question. Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> no one ever will take his future. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who's to say they can't use him, though? She used Tim Tebow, like you said, in situations, which I guarantee they'll do. If he makes a team, which is still up in the air, there's no guarantee he even makes a team. If he does, 
and he's out there on Sundays, I guarantee you Urban Meyer will give him at least one, two, possibly three snaps a game at some capacity, taking snaps from the center, doing something, whether it's still running, goal line for sure. Goal line, I can guarantee you'll see Tim Tebow behind under center in the shotgun on the one-yard line for Jacksonville if he makes the team. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking about people trying to make the team uh, in rookie camp right now, because rookie camp just opened up for the New York Giants, but former Ohio quarterback Nathan Rourke is trying to fight his way onto an NFL team. Uh, if not, I'm sure he'll go back to the CFL. But Nathan Rourke uh, trying to make his NFL dream still come true, and he's uh, maybe putting Daniel Jones on the hot seat. How about that? <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> he is a very similar quarterback to Daniel Jones, and that's what you look for if you're a franchise, is to find guys that are very similar to your guy in case your guy gets hurt. So, honestly, Nathan Rourke, is, if he could do it, is a, is a great backup if he, if he could possibly do it, I don't see him being a backup. I think he'd be signed to the practice squad as a third string. But his, his talent level is very similar uh, to Daniel Jones. Maybe a little more athletic, uh, so maybe a little more mobile. But they're really kind of the same quarterback, and that's what you want. That's probably why they sought him out and signed him, or at least given him the opportunity, because he fits their style, he fits their scheme. And if something were to happen to Daniel Jones, then you, know, you, you don't have to change the offense much for the next guy up. So, yeah, we'll be rooting for him as Another great story. It'd be awesome. Even if he signed in the practice squad, it'd be a, a really good thing. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Nathan Rourke at mini camp right now with the Giants. That'll last from today all the way until Sunday. And, uh, you know, pretty good, pretty tough schedule, but a uh, good test in year number two for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Troy, it's good hearing from you. And I uh, just got word from Trevor that Athens picked up their 14th win of the season. They beat Racine Southern by a score of 11-1 to in five innings. Um, but Athens now 14-1 as he'll take on Circleville Monday at 5 o'clock in the first round of the OHSA postseason tournament. Uh, but a good win for Athens and a little momentum breaks and snaps that losing streak. Uh, go in with a win. Go in, in uh, some confidence into Circleville and then see what happens if they're able to advance. They'll probably face off against Miami Trace. Yeah, just, looking at one, just a win. All you want is a win. You worry about the next game when it comes. Absolutely. So hopefully they can go into Circleville and and, uh, you know, it's an 8-9 game, so it wouldn't even really be considered an upset if you beat Circleville. I think Athens even has a better record. So it'll probably be a pretty good baseball game. And hopefully Athens can win. Then you'll, you'll worry about uh, Miami Trace unless Miami Trace gets upset. they got to play somebody, right? They don't have a bias, uh, I think. I have to look at the brackets. They might have a bye, which uh, yeah, I'll have to look at that. But, you know, worry about them when you, when you come to them. Just hopefully they'll win Monday night. Right, and I'm trying to pull up the bracket real quick while I still got you going through the I'm thinking if it's an 8-9 game, then they have a bye. Uh, just when I think about it now, with the 8-9, usually an 8-9 means you're the play-in of the 8, and it'll be 18. But that's a, it's a super sectional, so I don't know. Everything's different now, Connor, so I, I can't, can't say that for certain. But They do not have a uh No, they do not have a bye. Good. So Logan awesome. Elm and Vinton County, whoever wins that game, and that game's uh, played tomorrow, so whoever wins okay. between Logan Elm and Vinton County will go on to face Miami Trace, who uh, at the time of the seeding had a 16-1 and record. So uh, good luck. Cool. Yeah, Logan Elm's nothing to sneeze about. I mean, they're good. And Vinton County beat Athens. So right. anything can happen. Maybe there's enough that to take place there. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on. I'll be listening to you guys Monday. Sounds good. And we'll have uh, Kevin Dunnigan on the broadcast for that as well. But, Troy, always good hearing from you. And I will let you get back to work. Appreciate it. All right, man. Yep, see ya. Stay at Troy. Yeah, it's Troy Bolin, and uh, we'll take a quick break, talk a little bit more about the Athens team, talk a little bit more about the Cincinnati Reds, or if you're interested in the Bengals, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. This is the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. With all of the stress and distractions of the last year, you may have neglected going to the dentist. Well, now is the time to make an appointment. 
because delaying dental care can be detrimental for your oral health and your overall health. Dentists have always practiced stringent infection control standards, and over the last year, they've taken additional new precautions to ensure dental patients are protected. When you make your appointment, ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know that you are being treated by the very best. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. These ODA member dentists are bound by the highest ethical standards and have access to superior ongoing education, training, and resources. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Do you have what it takes to be our cutest prom couple? Here are the rules. No purchase necessary. Open to all area high school, private school, and homeschool students in the Power 105, Classic Hits 970, and 97.1 FM, WATH listing area. No college students, please. All photos need to be appropriate, clean, and clear. No filters and selfies, please. Message a photo of you and your prom date to the Power 105 Facebook page now through June 18th, 2021. More details to come. Keep listening to Power 105 and Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. When you see McDonald's Golden Arches, it's easy to get excited. It means something delicious is about to happen, like trying the new crispy chicken biscuit for breakfast. It's made with a crispy, juicy fried chicken filet on a warm, flaky biscuit that's baked to perfection. Now Mix and match the new crispy chicken biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get any two for just $4. ba da pa pa Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. You are listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and Mike taking up until 7 o'clock. And our phone line's open at 740-592-6646. Cincinnati Reds were in action yesterday, and they dropped a tough one. What made it tough was the late-inning heroics by the Reds to make it at least close. Uh, but it was a 13-8 loss uh, to the Colorado Rockies. We had Paul hold it on as uh, he was telling us about uh, a little bit about uh, you know, the Rockies in this upcoming series. And, of course, he was on the Locked On the Rockies podcast, available on your, all your streaming and all your uh, podcast locations. But uh, he was saying how the bats were not really swinging just yet for Colorado and uh, that, that the pitching uh, was, was kind of there, right? And the pitching was there except for the bullpen, and he told us about the bullpen. Um, you know, Chichi Gonzalez goes seven innings, only allowing four hits, and at this time, it's almost time to push the panic button on Luis Castillo. Castillo is now one in five this season. He only went three and two-thirds of an inning yesterday. Ten hits, eight runs, all of them earned, two walks, three strikeouts, and gave up a home run with a season ERA now through six starts. Of 7.71. Luis Castillo needs some time to figure things out. He cannot be a viable option in the starting rotation any longer for Cincinnati. He he just can't. He goes out there and he gets shelled almost every single time. And then I don't even blame the bullpen, even though the bullpen kind of gave up a, a couple more runs, right? Um, I don't blame the bullpen because they've been taxed over the last couple of days. Right? I mean, the, the bullpen not too long ago went five and a third. Perfect. No walks. Strikeouts, no hits, nothing. I mean, the bullpen has turned things around, and it was not your ace bullpen, right? I mean, th- this was a, uh, you know, Perez pitched, Hendricks pitched, uh, Sal Romano pitched, and uh, Fulmer, Fulmer given up. Two runs, only one was earned, and, and Perez comes in. He gives up three run, all earned. Um, 
So I, I do not blame the bullpen because they have been used a lot so far uh, in this season. And again, these weren't your guys that you've gone to. These weren't the same guys who were pitching that perfect, you know, five and a third, right? Coming in relief. Uh, and then you get the news today, and I don't know why, right? I mean, it's it's confusing, maybe. But uh, the, a couple of transactions today for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the Reds have claimed off waivers from the Pirates' Michael Feliz. They have recalled from the taxi squad Art Warren. And they have designated for assignment right-handed pitcher Sal Romano. And Sal Romano came out and he, he had a nice um, a little thank you to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, he said, as I close it out of the app, of course, that it has the, all the words on it. Uh, but he says, the friendships that have made this organization through the last 10 years will last a lifetime. He's forever grateful. And to his family, thank you for always believing in him no matter what. Uh, he loves them all. As one door closes, another one opens. Thank you, Reds country. Big Sal Romano. So, again, I, I'm a little, uh, I don't know. I don't think Sal Romano pitched bad enough to lose his job. They designated for assignment. I think there are other issues in, in that uh, Reds pitching staff. But Sal Romano is now no longer with the Cincinnati Reds as he's been designated for assignment. We'll see what Feliz has to give. Of course, if the Pirates have let go of him, you got a question. You know, I mean, why, why is this pitcher being released? Why are the Reds picking him up? But again, Tarimano pitched for his final time last night, went an inning, didn't allow any hits, didn't allow any uh, any runs, no walks, uh, and left the Reds for this season with a season ERA of 5.23. Uh, for Sal Romano, during his MLB career, he's got a uh, 15 wins, 19 losses, a 5.15 ERA, two saves, and has pitched uh, for Cincinnati since 2017 in the major leagues. Started as a, uh, as a starter, moved into relief back in 2019. Um... Hey, listen, he's, he's struggled, right? 7.71 ERA back in uh, 2019. Only had 12 games. Uh, you know, he was pitching in relief a little bit back in 2018 with a 5.31 ERA. So, I mean, the ERA's never really been below 5. And maybe it was just time to move on from Sal Romano. But I think there were other... Uh, other guys that they could have looked at and uh, I don't know, give the axe. Never want to see a guy lose his job, but hey, uh, that that's the uh, situation that Sal Romano faces right now. I'm sure another MLB team will pick him up. He's only 27 years old, uh, so I, I, I definitely think that this guy's going to be uh, picked up by another MLB franchise uh, sometime in the near future. But Sal Romano designated for assignment. Uh, Reds lost last night 13-8. to And Cincinnati will take on the Colorado Rockies yet again tonight with another 8:40 start. And you just got to, I know it's Coors Field. And I know it's a place where the ball goes flying out. And it'll be a big, big test for now. I mean, it's probably fair to say that Wade Miley is the, the ace of the starting rotation for Cincinnati at this point. Sonny Gray hasn't looked good. Luis Castillo hasn't looked good collectively. But now it's time for Wade Miley. And uh, if Wade Miley can keep the ball in the park at Coors Field, it'll be an accomplishment in and of itself. Uh, but Wade Miley this season at 4-2 and two with the 2 ERA. And uh, the, the starting lineup was released for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, no real changes, no real shocks. Uh, Shogo Akiyama gets another start. Kyle Farmer at short. Uh, but leading off... Tyler Naquin in center, Jesse Winker in right. Uh, Mike Moustakis is at first base. So uh, off day for Nick Castellanos. Uh, Eugenio Suarez at third. Tucker Barnhart behind the plate. Farmer at short. Akiyama in left. 
Uh, Jonathan India, who hit a home, another home run last night, and he's at second base, and Wade Miley again at the plate. If you can get the rookie Jonathan India up and going again, I know he had a hot start in the beginning of the season. It'll be nice to see. Um, you know, Akiyama's still getting his legs underneath him. Got a hit last night. Wait and, and, uh, and, and see if, what this team can have. Uh, for the Colorado Rockies, the only change in their lineup is that Trevor Story makes a start today. And talking to Paul Holden again yesterday, Paul said you know, Trevor Story is that most likely guy to not be on the, the Rockies by time the end of the year. But his contract is up. He is one of the most valuable players on the Colorado lineup. And I even saw rumors swirling around that, you know, maybe New York, the Yankees, would be the, the best landing spot for Trevor Story. I mean, the, the other, the National League New York team already has a, a star shortstop. Can he hit right now? Not, not really, but, you know, he, he's starting to fire up a little bit. But uh, Trevor Story uh, kind of headlines the shortstops available in free agent market, and he's got something to prove because the shortstop market Got a little bit more expensive after Francisco Lindor signed for 10 years, $341 million. Is Trevor Story worth that much? I don't think he's going to get $341 million. Uh, there's only a select amount of franchises who can afford to give a contract like that and can still sustain success, right? I mean, you don't see, I mean, the Phillies have two big contracts, You've got Bryce Harper and J.T. Rilamuto. You've got you know, the Angels with only one big contract after they dumped Albert Pujols with Mike Trout. So you, you see teams maybe giving out one big contract, um, but there are a select amount of franchises that Trevor Story can go to. Uh, but right now, Trevor Story's in the lineup for the Rockies, and... Uh, It'll be a, a tough test for Wade Miley to see what he can do against Trevor Story and uh, Charlie Blackman and, and the rest of that uh, Colorado lineup, which, again, they spread out their hits last night. Three runs in the first, four, uh, five runs in the fourth, a run in the fifth and sixth, and then three in the eighth after the Reds had scored eight in the top half of the inning. Now, the Reds' bats got to get going a little bit. You can't wait and score eight runs in the eighth inning. I mean, eight runs in a ball game should be enough to win the ball game. But obviously, uh, when the, the starting pitching gives up the amount of uh, runs, I mean, eight, eight runs through three and two-thirds, you should be able to bank on a team giving you eight runs. And your starting pitching can't give up that much. You know, it, it, it's just not unacceptable. If you want to call yourself a good ball team, he can't be giving up eight runs a game. And that's almost what Luis Castillo is giving up right now when he starts on the mound. ERA is 7.71. So they got to get it together. The uh, starting rotation, obviously without Bauer, took a hit. But as of right now, you, know, you got to do with the, uh, the hand you're dealt. And Cincinnati's got to figure out a way to win these ball games, even when their starting pitchers are not holding down the fort. The bullpen has improved. But if you're giving up eight runs starting off, yeah, it's going to be a, a tall mountain to climb. The Reds almost climbed it last night, but again, they fall. Uh, or they fell to the Rockies 13-8. Another chance tonight to get back to 500 against Colorado. Uh, that game tonight is at 8:40 with an 8:10 pregame right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Wade Miley. For the Cincinnati Reds at 4-2 and two with a 2 ERA and 27 strikeouts this season. Goes against German Marquez. Uh, German Marquez, 1-4 with a 5.49 ERA. It's a game that the Reds should win. And if, again, it's very early in the baseball season, and I'm not saying any games are must win, but you got to beat the teams that are in front of you, especially when the teams are below 500 as are the, the Colorado Rockies at 14 and 24. Ten games under earlier this season. If you want to consider yourself a good baseball team, you've got to beat the teams uh, that are under 500. The Rockies present themselves in front of you today. You dropped the ball last night. Castillo couldn't get it right. And now Wade Miley touches the mound. And when you have your 
again, Wade Miley's the ace. He's the best pitcher in this starting rotation. So if you got Wade Miley out on the mound, you got to figure out a way to go out there and win tonight's ball game. And uh, I think the Reds are going to have enough to do so tonight. But again, Reds and Rockies tonight at 8:10. We're still on the sports fan for another 14 minutes or so. We'll throw it to another quick break. Uh, take your calls and talk about the Athens Bulldogs and the uh, Circleville Tigers coming up next. But, of course, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Whatever you want to talk about, it's a sports fan. 970-97.1 FM, WATH, presented by J&K Contracting. It's time to thrive outside. Spending time outside, like at an Ohio State Park, is a natural way to boost your mental health. Just 15 minutes in nature can restore you. The parks are for everyone to enjoy. Visit detourtrails.ohiodnr.gov to connect to a trail near you. Need more help? Call the Ohio Care Line at 1-800-720-9616 for free emotional support. Sponsored by the Ohio Departments of Natural Resources and Mental Health and Addiction Services. Aired by the OAB in this station. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty. And I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-362-2000. 362-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. I'm a private real estate investor who can solve your real estate problems fast for cash. Do you want to sell and just be done with it? Okay, great. I buy vacant properties, boarded up houses, pre-foreclosures, and inherited properties. I also buy apartment buildings, rental portfolios, divorce homes. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. I look forward to solving your real estate problems today. Give me a call for an all-cash offer at 614-362-2000. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. and listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Havar Incorporated invites the Athens area community to attend the grand opening of the Putt People First Miniature Golf Course on Dairy Lane on May 15th from 12 to 2 p.m. Come and enjoy free food, fun, and prizes in a safe, family-friendly environment. Putt People First provides employment opportunities for people with developmental disabilities, so please come out and enjoy this free event. That's Putt People's First Miniature Golf Course Grand Opening on Saturday, May 15th from 12 to 2 p.m. on Dairy Lane. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Those are the mic. Take it up until 7. Currently 6.49 on this 14th day of May. And uh, 66 degrees and partly sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. Phone lines are open again at 740-592-6646 as we wrap up the program. Again, the Reds and the Rockies coming up tonight at 810, where our coverage will start with the uh, Reds Radio Network, Tommy Thrall and uh, Dave Yeti Armbruster. Um, Upcoming schedule so far for our sports schedule. The Reds again tonight at 810. The Reds will be on the airwaves at 740 tomorrow night and then on Sunday after Sunday Morning Memories with Pastor Barry Bowen, you'll have the Cincinnati Reds on at 2.40. Uh, then on Friday, we've been uh, previewing the game a little bit. The uh, Athens High School baseball postseason will start sometime around 5 o'clock. I anticipate a pregame to air around 8.50, uh, not 8.50, at 4.50 or uh, 4.55, somewhere in that ballpark. And then at the conclusion of the Athens baseball game, we will air the Cincinnati Reds and join that game in progress, which will start at 6-10. Uh, so, again, Reds, 8-10 tonight, 7-40 tomorrow night, 2-40 on Sunday, and then Reds on uh, 6-10 on Monday. But that will be a join in progress, as we'll have the Athens Bulldogs and the Circleville Tigers 
and for uh, you know that broadcast, we'll also welcome into the broadcast uh, Kevin Dunnigan for the first time in a long time. Didn't have a, a football broadcast with him this year. Uh, worked with him the year prior before COVID, which seems like a very, very, very long time. Uh, but it'll be good to uh, reconnect with Kevin Dunnigan. And uh, he coaches up at Circleville. He's in that local area. He knows more about that team. We know more about the Athens team. So we uh, hope to entertain and inform uh, during that broadcast uh, again on Monday. But Athens now at 14-11 and 11 and a, uh, a record. You know, that may be a, a couple games have gotten away from them, whether it be because of some errors, whether it be because pitching, uh, you know, gave up too many walks, uh, what have you. But Athens... Um, yeah, three games above 500. They took care of Southern today, 11 to one in five innings. So you got the mercy rule, which was good. But now let's see what they can do against D2 teams. Now let's see what Athens can do in the postseason. They are the defending district champions from back in 2019, as a tournament did not happen last year. It's Athens to lose, and that's the mindset that they should be taking into it. Does not matter that this is a different team. Yeah, they're still Bulldogs. And uh, that, that title belongs to the Bulldogs until it's not. Uh, it'll be a very difficult path to try to, you know, repeat as champions. But that's baseball. Anybody can win. We'll see who's out on the mound for Athens on Monday. I think they had a pitcher by committee today. Um, you know, Will Jinder has found success as of late, uh, but maybe he doesn't go through all three times in the lineup. Maybe he works through the first two. You get Cam Neese in there. You get a little bit of, uh, you know, Will Matters, Lana Wheatley, Peyton Gale, Derek Welsh. I mean, those have been the guys who've been uh, on the mound for Athens so far this year. And we'll see what happens. But I don't know who's going to start. I have a hunch that it will either be one of the three being Jinder, Nice, or Matters. And I want to say, if I were to take a guess, it would have to be, I don't know. I mean, Jinder's pitched well as of late. Uh, he was perfect through four innings, twice. Once against Logan, once against um, uh, the, the Tomcats. And their last game. But again, you, know, you got to go out there. You got to see. Uh, I, I don't remember who they pitched against Jackson, but they lost against Jackson. They were on a, a pretty bad losing streak before they got the win today with uh, two losses to Marietta on Saturday, uh, the loss to the Tomcats on Monday, and the loss to the Ironmen on Tuesday. So that would have been a four-game losing streak uh, coming into the Southern game, which they snapped. You know, they, uh, they they went out there, they took care of business, and they got the win. So they take that momentum, you feel good about the win, and you try to go out there and reclaim your title out on Monday against uh, the Circleville Tigers. Nothing's going to be easy, but they, uh, I think that these guys, as long as they have the defense behind them, if they play the game like they played against Logan, I think they'll be all right. Get the hits when they were there, you win 3-1, to one, the starting pitching does not give up a whole lot of walks. The defense works behind him. And I think that was what was most impressive. Because you had Derek Welsh out in left field making all the catches. You already know how good Peyton Gale is in center fields. And then in right field, there wasn't a whole lot of balls hit out to right field. But, um, you know, if you go with Goldsberry, Tanner McCune, uh, whoever you're going to go with there, that outfield is fine. You know, that outfield is above average. It covers a lot of ground, especially, uh, you know, out in, in left and center field and uh, depending who's out there in right field. At third base, I think Landon Wheatley plays a good, good third base. Uh, I also believe that, you know, Will Matters, if he's at short, does well. Um, yeah, their, their best defensive lineup might be with Jinder starting on the mound. Because then you've got Cam Neese at first base. You've got Jinder on the mound. Wheatley's over at third. 
McDade's at second. And matters over at short. And then if something were to happen where Will Jinder has to come out of the game, you can shift a little bit. You can just move Jinder from the mound to third base. If his arm's feeling well, I mean, that's, that's a big caveat, right? Because if you're going out there and you're going to throw Will Jinder, uh, you probably don't want to strain his arm even more by putting him at the furthest distance to make the hardest throw, right, at, at, at third. So there's, at, if it might be their strongest lineup if they start with Jinder on the mound. But then after that, I don't know where you, where you put uh, the different players and such. Uh, but we do have a caller right here on the Sportsman. Caller, you are live. Hi, Connor. It's Karen. Just call him to say hi. Hey, Karen. How are you? Pretty good. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, it's good to hear you, too. Have you been following yeah. along with the Bulldogs this year? Uh, some, I have. I listen to WATH daily. So. Well, that's good. I know that yeah. uh, you've said that your family's donated a couple of the records here, right? Donated all our records. My dad and I both donated records. So. But I know we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. What do you think? Well, are, are you going to go out to any of the, uh, the baseball games on starting on June 2nd once the mask mandate has been lifted? I'm going to try to, yeah. What do you think? We won't have to wear masks, right? <laughs> I mean, all according to the governor, all mandates, social distancing, max, uh, masks, you know, they, they'd all be off. Yeah, that'll sure be different, won't it? It will be, but I, I think it's a good feeling to get back to normal. I do, too, yes. I think um, our, our nation needs to get back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, with all the mask mandates and, and the distancing, you know, with those being removed and the vaccinations going up, uh, mm -hmm. that's a good good sign. And it's, it's a also a yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I always enjoy hearing your voice. And uh, WATH is a great radio station. Well, we and do so, appreciate it. And it says WXPQ. I enjoy Butch, too. He plays hard rock. <laughs> yeah, I Butch, like Butch is doing a good job, isn't he? Yes, he sure is. And, of course, Scott Daly of the morning. And of course. Him and Dave Palmer. So. Well, I don't know if you heard. Uh, we had the, the Dave machine over on WXTQ filling in for Barticus today. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh -huh. Yeah. And machine always does a, a nice job. It was good to see. I haven't seen him in a while, uh, but I saw yeah. him in person today. Oh, did you? Um, I'll have to look for him sometime. He's always around Athens. I'm not sure where the machine goes, but the machine does as he does. Mm -hmm. I've seen the um, WXTQ machine go by. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes they're over at Piedmont Stadium when the ball game's going on. So. Yep, and hopefully we'll be able to bring it back out there uh, for yeah. the football season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the Bobcats back on track, aren't you? And Absolutely. You know, with yeah. the uh, football and the basketball season should be fun, as well as the uh, women's basketball team. You know, all, yeah. all good teams are returning this year. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate so, the call. we got to get uh, to CBS at the top of the hour, and always good to talk to you. Yes, you too, Connor, and have a good weekend. You Bye. too. And have a good weekend to all of our listeners. This has been the Sports Fan on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. I'm Connor Mills signing off. Cincinnati Reds coming your way at 810 tonight. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH, FM.